Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. This is Sports Day. Welcome to a uh, Tuesday night edition of Sports Day. Big show coming up for you tonight and a big thanks to our partners, Kia and Nutrient Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Jason Matthews here tonight. Geez, plenty of news around. Um, there was the Magic Millions draw today on the beach at Service Paradise. Holy moly, 27 degrees at 6am this morning. Humidity, 6,000%. I tell you what, it was tough. It was a very, very muggy morning this morning. Hey, Buff Lehman. Former Australian cricket coach. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on who will take over the um, uh, the opening position for uh, Australia. Of course, that will be announced 11 o'clock tomorrow morning, Australian Eastern uh, Daylight Time. So we'll have a chat to Boof. Three burning questions from Daddy Vass. Chris Nelson, who I saw this morning uh, at the barrier draw for the Magic Billings. I'll have a chat to him as well. But it looks like... And we'll get we'll get um, Booth's opinion on this, but it looks like Steve Smith will get the nod as opener for Australia when the team is announced tomorrow. It also looks like Green will bat at four. Why why is there such a big rush to get Cam Green back into the Australian side? Hey Justin, yeah, thanks for having me. I wouldn't have him there. I mean, I, I, what is the big rush? There's going to be a few retirements over the next year or so. I just, I just don't know why there is such a massive rush and an important thing to getting back in the side. I, I would think if he used shield form as a form guide, then Cam Bancroft should be the opener and leave Smith at number four. We haven't always chosen a specialist opener. We've, mo- in, in a lot of occasions, and we spoke about this the other night. We've brought a, a you know, a. Um, a middle order batsman and put him into the opening position. But why? Why the rush to get Green back uh, into the um, into the test team? I'm I'm not sure. Michael Clark has weighed in on the opener debate as well with a strong backing of Steve Smith. If he wants to open the batting and they give him the chance, he will be the number one test opener within 12 months. Technically, he's good enough. He lets the ball go well. He's got a great eye. He's got beautiful hands. Yes, he might nick the occasional one or he might get LBW, but tell me someone that doesn't. He doesn't want to wait. He doesn't want Warner or Kawaja to make 100 or Manus to make a double 100. Mm. He wants to make a double 100. Don't be surprised if he breaks oh. Brian Lara's 400 record. I also think he's bored batting at four. I think Steve Smith needs to be, find new ways to be challenged. And I think that's why he has stuck his hand up to open the batting. We'll find out tomorrow. Look, we may not even know the batting order tomorrow, to be honest. But if Smith and Green are in the Australian side, you'll find Smith top of the order and Green batting at four. Benji Marshall and Shane Richardson uh, have continued with their changes at the West Tigers. Uh, They've gotten rid of their recruitment manager, Scotty Fulton, after just an eight-month stint with the club. Uh, Scott Sattler said for the club to move forward, this needed to happen. And in a quote today from said Scott Sattler, he said, smart decision if you're a club trying to get credibility in the market. I don't think Scott Fulton has healthy enough links across the game game to recruit. Fulton didn't get Luai. Richo, Benji and 1.2 million got him. Fair call. Fair call. And it's been no secret since the Fulton's arrival to the club that he's butt heads with Benji. Everyone must have the same vision for success 
especially when it comes to recruitment. Good call. Very good call. Break time. This is Sports Day. When we come back, uh, the former Australian coach, former Australian player, now the batting coach at the Heat, Buff Lehman, joins us next on Sports Day. Walter bowls to the Hurricane skipper Ellis. Slower delivery. Plays it to mid-off. One run. Is that out? A run out? It doesn't matter. The Heat have defended the revised total. They remain undefeated. Buff Lehman joining us on Sports Day. Geez, that was a nice finish. Yeah, afternoon, mate. Yeah, it was a good finish. A bit close to comfort, but uh, yeah, it was a cracking game. Great crowd and you know, a little bit under par, but having said that, I mean, it's the, the weather, uh, the wicket did a fair bit, so we would like a few more runs to defend, but it ended up being a cracking game. Yeah, well, in commentary last night, Casper and I were saying, we don't, we don't know if this is enough, and then all of a sudden, next minute, three for seven, you had the Hurricanes, some great bowling from Xavier Bartlett. Yeah, we were probably only 10 or 15 shy. It did seem more over-softened. And really, when it wasn't raining, it was a hard, tough wicket to bat on. Then when it rained, it sort of skidded on and the ball got soft. So it was a lot harder to get the seam working. So really, the rain helped them, if anything. And we lost the toss, got set in. So really, a lot of things went against us. So that's a sign of hopefully a good side that sort of goes against the trend and, and gets across the line in those tough situations. So, yeah, everyone's really pleased with the result last night. Uh, uh, Hurricanes, you know, they could have won it, won one hit in there. They're there as well, so it's been a close couple of games. Well, I changed my mind three times in the last over, Buff. I was on the heat, then the Hurricanes, <laughs> and then I was back on the heat for the last ball. Yeah, yeah, you're not bad, are you? You just <laughs> oscillate between the two, do you? Um, well, yeah, we, well, mate, we were the same after the first ball went to <laughs> six, and uh, Chowdhury being, uh, uh, yeah, plays great cricket here in Queensland, a good player. So, you know, he could have uh, knocked the win out of ourselves a little bit, and we just got lucky the last over. Paul Walter bowled beautifully. I thought Xavier up front was obviously the difference in the in the game. Uh, and then Spencer Johnson was unbelievable in that second last over. Yeah, no, I've said it before and, and I've been criticised particularly by our Western Australian listeners, but I think the Heat have got the... Well, I think the Heat have the best bowling attack. It's just so well balanced. I mean, the batting is great under your uh, guidance, but I think the bowling attack uh, for the Heat this year, well balanced and very good. Yeah, we've got some decent variety, haven't we, with the two spinners as well. and You know, two left armers, a couple of quicks right armers, so you can match up pretty well against any batter you would like. So that's a good sign. You know, the benchmarks are a little scorches. I mean, if there's yep. one thing they probably, they don't have, that, they only have the one legitimate spinner in Agar, uh, then they, they sort of have their mix and match their sixth bowler, if you like. So for us, it's more of a case of, you know, that variety we've got with six bowlers, we can attack it at different times in the game, and really the game can dictate what we do. The Scorchers proved on, I think it was Friday night, uh, they are human. They lost to the Strikers at the Adelaide Oval. You've got them Wednesday night at the Gabba, and then you take them on uh, probably a couple of days later in, in Perth. You've got your test stars coming back, Usman and Manus, for Wednesday night's game. How do you, how do you work out who you drop from the team when you're undefeated, Buff? Oh, that, that's a great selection problem, isn't it? I mean, two fast players coming back in. So, you know, we'll sit down and look at the wicket, look at the opposition as they normally do, and, and then we'll make some decisions from there. Uh, you know, Usman's our captain, so, you know, he, he'll, be, he'll be keen to get a score, and Mars played really well. So it's more of a case of who's 
uh, the perfect matchup for the Scorchers. We only get them for one more game, and then they're back, obviously, on Australian duties. So it's a great situation to have, really, to be perfectly honest. I mean, you've got some depth, and we probably haven't had that in the past. Hey, David from Capalabar sent us a text here, Buff. He wants to know, he wants me to ask you, why didn't Swepo bowl last night? Too greasy? Yeah, too greasy. That's a great question. A lot of people ask that. It was just so hard to hold the ball. Uh, and, and again, that's the advantage of the makeup with the side of the, the extra bowler. You can actually not bowl him. If he, if he bowled, he would have had to bowl straight out of the rain break when the ball was dry. Um, but it was more of a case of the wicket was still seeming, so you had to go with your quick. So, great question. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's the right answer. It's just a case of it's hard to hold the ball. Now, the Aussies play the West Indies in a two-test series, as you well and truly aware of, starting uh, next week in Adelaide, Jan 17. Let me put this to you. Would we not be better for cricket in Australia? Would we be better off not playing the Windies in a two-test series? I mean, it doesn't even... Two tests. I mean, it's not even... You can't barely call it a series, right? They're not sending their strongest team out. Wouldn't we just be better putting all our international players into Big Bash and just concentrating on that, Boof? Well, Test cricket is still the pinnacle. From an old old man's point of view, my, my point of view, and generations of cricketers will still say it's the, the pinnacle, and, and I think it is. Uh, the, the problem is some of the countries are not playing it that way now, are they? Oh, that's so the problem, yeah. A substandard side. Uh, West Indies could have picked other players. You know, they picked some younger guys. So the, the problem with that is if Test cricket dies, what's next? Uh, you know, just go back to franchise cricket. So we've got to try and keep Test cricket really alive and well, and, and the big countries will do that. We've got to try and get the ICC to help the, the, you know, the minnow countries, if you like, or the countries that haven't been as successful at it. Um, West Indies traditionally are very good at the shorter format of the game, and that's why they've leaned in that way. But oh, I fear for this test series. I mean, they've got young kids coming up against the young kids coming against men. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you're talking Stark, Hazelwood, Cummins, Lyon. But they could bowl them out cheaply four four games, and the games are over quickly. Um, and, and our batters will score a lot of runs against their bowlers. I mean, it's going to be one side of the fair, and that's. But having said that, the other side of the coin is Pakistan after the first test match actually surprised me. They played a lot better than I thought they could, so that was pleasing. Oh, no, Pakistan, yeah, full credit to them, and that wasn't their full-strength team either, but, y- you know, you're seeing the, the likes of what's happening with the West Indies. We're, we're seeing the South African team that's going to New Zealand. Is it, is it a case of that, you know, if you do not send full-strength teams, then you don't come out to Australia, or Australia, India, England, whoever, the top nations won't play you won't play you in test cricket. I mean, are we should we look at it buff and go, you know what? Australia, England, uh India and and throw in New Zealand because they they always put up a good fight and take test cricket seriously. Should we just be playing test series amongst the four of us? It, the sad thing is it might get to that. That's the problem, isn't it? I mean, the other side of the coin is you, you, you fans are starting to vote with their feet, aren't they? I mean, mm. big big bash attendance is through the roof. This year, all, all gone right. You know, the crowd attendance and watching on TV. So, I mean, people are starting to say, well, you know, we'll go to these games. So then you want your Australian players available. So it's a really, you know, interesting scenario where the world game's at. Uh, the bonus for an Australian point of view is always India want to come out. We'll always want to go there. Yep. Ashes will stay as is. So so every two years, you're going to, you know, it's a two-year cycle right now. We have Pakistan. West Indies, you know, next, you know, New Zealand. That, that, the, to be fair to New Zealand, they always put out a full-strength side. Their, their quality, yeah. they have a have a crack in every format they play, so don't worry about them. Uh, but we only play them in two games normally. So yeah. you're going to have two summers, basically, where it's tough. 
uh, Big Bash has got to be paramount then, uh, where the internationals got to sort of move around a little bit, I think. Um, and the other two summers, you know, internationals are, are huge because it's India and England. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, I can't wait till, uh, what, 2024, 25, when, when we've got India and then the following year we've got the Ashes. We've got a great couple of great summers coming up. Just got to get through this one. Uh, both, who who do you think will replace Warner? Is it is it the case of Smith will go up and open and, and Green will go into that number four slot? That, to me, seems to be what's been floated around today. Yeah, it has been, hasn't it? I mean, Smith's a superstar. If anyone can do it, he can do it. The transition from four to one. Um, and he obviously wants a new challenge. He's been, uh, you know, behind the scenes, apparently quite keen to do it. I'd love him to stay at four. I mean, I love uh, Marner, Smith. Head, Marsh, Gary, four, five, four, three to seven. Uh, adds Uzi in there and opening. I, I think it's perfect time to put a young kid in there. So, you know, being from Queensland, I'd like to see Renshaw. Um, mm-hmm. But if they go on sheer stats and performance and give state credit, the state cricket the credit it deserves, then it probably has got to be Bancroft, doesn't it? He's played so yep. well in all formats for the last few years. So, And then Harris has been the spare man on tour. So it could be one of those three. I, I think Green just has to wait his turn. I, I'm not against that. I think it's just Mitch Marsh taking his spot and, and grabbed it with both hands, and it's just the way it is. So maybe Green's got to hold off for a little bit. That that might be the hardest thing, but it might also be the making of him as a player. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he he goes, well, I'm not playing because I just didn't do the things I needed to do to cement my spot, and that, he'll take his next chance with both hands. So I'd prefer a traditional opener. If you're going to do it, you do it now. Because uh, West Indies is a soft series. Yep. Pakistan was, you know, their attack was okay, but it wasn't great, if that makes sense. So you probably could have done it then as well. So it's just one of those things. They've got to use it now. And, of course, we've got that two-test tour of New Zealand as well. So it's a gr- I think, I'm with you, Buff. I think it's a great time to bet in a new opener uh, ahead of India coming out next summer. No other test cricket all year. So uh, really good chance to maybe try something new over the next four tests um, you've you've coached Warner through the highs and the lows. How would you describe the guy now that he's retired from Test cricket, Buff? Well, he's one of the greats. Uh, I mean, in Australia, his record in Australia is unbelievable. Uh, I mean, a second to none. The probably only question mark with him is his record in England and in India, isn't it? Uh, mm. You know, he, I think he averages twenty-one in. India and 25 in England or something like that. But in Australia, he was unbelievable. So he's one of our greats in all formats. He, in the one-day format, he did score runs all around the world and T20s and won World Cups and won Ashes. So he's going to go down as one of the greats. There's no doubt about that. Uh, he, he would have loved to make 100. I think he had four goes at England, didn't he? Four, mm. four Ashes series and didn't something make like 100. That, yeah. that probably, yeah, it's a bit like a Dougie Walters, isn't it? I think Dougie <laughs> Walters did that as well. So he'll go down as one of the greats. It's probably only England that he missed out on um, and, and India. But, you know, he's, you're going to miss his aggressive, entertaining style, the, the way he puts the bowlers on the back foot. And that's what we'll probably miss at certain stages because most of our batters, apart from, say, Head and Marsh, who just keep going, most of them are more conventional at the start of their innings. So we'll miss that explosiveness, I think. Yeah, he was Stuart Broad's bunny, wasn't he, in England? <laughs> he got him a few times. Mind you, Stuart will get a lot of players out. Yeah, to be fair, right. he's got a pretty good record. <laughs> yeah. All right, mate. Thanks for that Wednesday night for our listeners yes, in, in Brisbane. Going to be a big game at the Gabba as uh, the Brisbane Heat take on the Scorchers. Uh, the Brisbane Heat batting coach. And you hear him on SEN from time to time. Uh, Darren Buff-Lumen, thanks for joining us on Sports Day, mate. Thanks, mate.
Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Time for three burning questions. Toolkit Depot, everything you need to get back to work. and see you this morning, Daddy Vass, at the Magic Millions Barrier Draw. I thought I'd see you out there surfing. No, I hanging a, ten. I was a bit concerned. There was a horse that uh, got away last year and ran through Surfers Paradise. So no, it's wanted, all good this year. Wanted to stay clear. None of them escaped. Okay, it was the first thing that crossed my mind <laughs> when I was walking down. She's, I hope those horses don't get out. But there was plenty of security this year. Oh, well, I'm glad Paddy Welsh uh, holding the fort down. He was absolutely righty, mate. You got three questions. Let's go for it. Yes. Uh, first one, should Australia be playing a two-test series against the West Indies? No, not at all. Because i tell you why. The West Indies have sent a fairly pathetic team. Um, and I don't think two tests constitutes a series either. Mm. I'm, I'm kind of over these two-test series. Look at, look at South Africa and India. And India. Mm. A two-test series... Doesn't make sense. It ends in one all. Yeah. And is it, ju- is it just... Is it just to get points for the World Test Championship? I, I don't know what it is. But as we said last night, and Buff said just, just a minute ago, um, no, we, we shouldn't be. We should be sinking, or I believe we should be putting our players into um, the Big Bash like they are this week. Or we should be playing, we're going to, we're going to um, New Zealand. Why don't we play a couple of tests against them here, then go to New Zealand play a couple? I know they've got South African, but guess what? They've got a third-string South African side touring. Yeah. I don't think any of these minnows should be allowed to face India, England, Australia, and I'm going to put the Kiwis in there because they always put up a good team. None of these minnows should play those countries, our countries, again until they take test cricket seriously. Well, They should be banned. Chase, a lot of these sides are resting players for the T20 World Cup, right? No. No, no. They're half of them playing IPL. Well, that's that's what, what they're doing, mate. That's they're, what I've read. A lot of the players don't want to play because they want to save themselves for the T20 World Cup. Oh, but th- please. But this is, a, this is a big stage for a touring nation. Why wouldn't you want to play against Australia? If, you're, if you make yourself ineligible to play test cricket for your country, you should be banned from playing IPL or never to play cricket for your country again. Never given the opportunity. Okay. No, it's it's getting fast. Test cricket is still the pinnacle of cricket in the world. And you know what? Here's the thing. We actually don't need the West Indies. We, they were here last year. We don't need South Africa. We don't need Zimbabwe. We don't need any of these minnow countries. Let's just play England, India, and New Zealand. That's all we need. And cricket, I'll tell you what, cricket will be so much more healthier for it. I'm talking at a test level here, not white ball, but at a te- cricket will be so much healthier. There you go. Next, I'm angry. <laughs> Uh, now, I saw this yesterday. Is a signature of Jerome Luai bigger than the sour signature of Greg Inglis back in 2010? Now, this is in terms of being Are the you face. serious? This is terms of being in the face of a franchise. No. Greg Inglis was one of the great signings for South Sydney. Greg Inglis at the time, better player than what Jerome Luai is. I don't think Jerome... I don't think Jerome Luai is a $1.2 million player. But... That, he's still got to prove that, right? Because he hasn't put the boots on for the West Tigers. But no, I know Shane Richardson's saying that because he got his man and he's got to talk it up. But I think when Inglis went to South, things started to change for South. Oh, they would have thrown a club. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why that I don't think Jerome Luai could have the same impact on the West Tigers that that Inglis had on, on South. Not just on the field, but culturally, things changed for South. Backflipped on the Broncos. Absolutely did. Massive signing. Massive signing. Don't get over it. Get out, mate, Russell wanted him. Dirty. What Russell Crowe wants, Russell Crowe gets. So, no, my answer there is no. Okay. Number three, like it or lump it. Now, the USA and Canada, they're going to play a rugby league test match the day prior to the 2024 NRL season launch in Vegas. Do you like it? A day before? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, that, I think that's great. I like it too. Yeah, I think that just gets more promotion of the game in America. Again, it's... No one's gonna. Not many people in America are gonna give a stuff about this game. Uh, like this, the, the, it's it's on Fox. I get it, but it's not Fox as we know it. It's mm. just like the soccer channel, and rugby league's already on there. But God, can I just tell you, week in week out, rugby league's already on that channel. Yeah, like the Friday night game, I think is already on there. So it's no different, right? Don't believe the hype, but to have USA and Canada play, I think that's great. I think if you were to go that whole weekend and there wasn't any representation of the USA team in somewhat capacity. Yeah, I get you. There'd be something missed. I'd also like to see like Samoa versus Tonga or Samoa versus like some Pacific Islanders play. Because you see them play. Mm. You go, wow, that's great. I mean, it's wonderful rugby league. PNG and all those teams. I yeah. think it would be great to see some of them play as well. But yeah, no, all for it, mate. I think it's a good Maybe idea. Maybe test series or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Rightio, right. uh, what are your thoughts? 0457 736 736. A very laid back Daddy Vass. Are you serious? That's the angriest I've ever heard you. What? This. Are you serious? <laughs> Toolkit Depot, three burning questions. Everything you need to get back to work. Tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear in store and online. Break time. This is Sports Day. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Jason Matthews here tonight. Be safe with Suncorp. Get your home storm season ready with Suncorp. Suncorp Home Resilience. Taking rugby league to oval grounds. Is it mm. safe? Of course it's safe. There's always security and there's medics on, on site. But what do you mean? The future of that safe? Absolutely. Daddy Vass is still in the studio. But uh, what, what do you mean? So game two of State of Origin next year will be the MCG. It's yes. not the first time. Tickets are out at the moment. Okay. No, they were there in 2018. 87,000, yeah. Jace, attended that game. Right. I just I don't like rugby league. In an oval. But if you take the game into state, which they do, mm. and they sell it off to the highest bidder, and this time it's Melbourne, you're going to have to put up with it. Have it at Amy Park. No, because they won't get the money they need. The amount of... they got ma- enough money. No, no, they haven't, mate. Who, who's who got enough money? Well, they're going to Vegas, for starters. No, no, no. But the, the thing is, though, for the radio... For, for radio. For the rugby league game to prosper, they need to put the game in markets like this. They get paid a ton of cash for this. Millions upon millions to take the game to Melbourne, Adelaide, Perth. Uh, I'd love to see a game go to New Zealand one year. But, mate, seriously, it, it, you got states falling over each other to host one of these games. Mm, and just, yeah, no. But why? I think it just needs to be Queensland or New South Wales. Oh, Daddy, don't start An that. An alter- alternate no, each year. No, you're just trying to... 
you're just trying to roll people up and it no, it's got to the, for the game to be successful. It needs to leave New South Wales and Queensland. And I think 87,122 people in 2018, when the MCG was still being done up by mind you, I think that's an amazing crowd. And why wouldn't you? There's a thirst for it. Mate, you actually, also, actually, actually, can I just add, no, hang on one second. I'll tell you why it's safe, because you've got the Melbourne Storm in Melbourne, and the people of Victoria love the Melbourne Storm. That's why it's a good thing. Yeah, and they want to go to Amy Park. No, based on what? Watching football in an oval. Oh, Terrible. It doesn't matter, mate. They'll be there and it's they'll love terrible. it. They'll be, and you know what? The other reason it's at the MCG, corporate. Actually, you know what? The amount of money that they make at the MCG, they'll probably it'll probably even out when they go to Suncorp for a dead rubber. Well, what's well? My, hang on a second. So you're saying New South Wales is going to win two nil? That's amazing. No. Are you serious? <laughs> no. Is that what you're saying? No. But it is Queensland what will have the series I'll wrapped up after two games. But I'll be, I'll be surprised if New South Wales and Queensland turn up the MCG. Because I can't play on an oval. Ooh, exactly. Dangerous. Exactly. What do you think? <laughs> what, so what's the what, what is it? Rugby league on oval grounds. Is the future of rugby league played on oval tracks safe? It's once a year, mate. It's once a year. No, well, they're CG. That's an oval. When did they last play State of Origin on Oval Ground? Okay, so they can't play at um, they can't play at Olympic Stadium either, because that's oval. Mm. So they can't play there either. Put a line through it. You're an idiot. <laughs> Get your home storm season ready with Suncorp. That's my job to be the idiot. Nelson joins us next on Sports Day. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. I tell you what, Chris Nelson and I look like David Hasselhoff uh, from what was that? What was that show again? What was Baywatch. That? Baywatch this morning on on Surface Paradise Beach, didn't we, mate? We were sweating. We were. We were sweating and we were shiny, but uh, <laughs> luckily for everyone concerned, we kept our shirts on. We're going to do our Racing Queensland update here and and for our listeners uh, in Sydney as well because it's Magic Millions uh, this weekend at the newly resurfaced Gold Coast Turf Club. And, of course, the barrier draw, it's it's a spectacular event that happens every year on the Tuesday before the Magic Millions on Surface Paradise Beach. How did that go for some of the favourites this morning, Nelson? It went okay. I mean, uh, we saw the favourite Storm Boy draw barrier 10. Uh, and that's, to me, it doesn't really matter what barrier he drew. It was what speed is drawn inside him because he'll be going forward looking for the front. And there's only really a couple there that will probably uh, try to um, outgun him early. So I think he's drawn okay. And as a result, uh, his price has stayed quite steady. You're uh, all over him, aren't you? You've been, you've been. I am. Yeah. Moral. Yeah, I can't see how they beat him. Um, okay. Look, I, I think there's question marks around all of the other main chances. I don't think the race has a long tail this year. I don't think there's too many winning chances. So that barrier has done uh, Storm Boy no harm, and uh, he'll go forward, and uh, they'll have their work cut out running him down. We just need to keep our eye on what the weather does on the day. Is he in uh, the two- or three-year-old race? He's in the two-year-old race. What about Storm the three-year-olds today? Well, the three-year-olds, uh, well, it's still a very wide-open race, the three-year-olds. Most of the, a lot of the uh, well-fancied runners drew poor gates. Uh, all the, uh, except all the emergencies drew, well, three of them drew, inside draws so they'll probably come out and bring some of those other ones in yeah so the prices haven't really changed it's a very very open market the three-year-old okay no worries 
Mate, question without notice. Uh, it is very humid uh, in southeast Queensland at the moment. Lots of rain and that around and a lot of humidity. Um, I want to ask you this question. Do horses get affected by humidity? They do. Yes, some do get affected by humidity. So like asked a, that question. Like yeah. a um, Melbourne tourist coming to the Gold Coast, yes. they're, 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 they're all pasty and white and, and yes. the heat, heat gets to them, does it? <laughs> Yeah, the first thing that happens is they get out in the sun because they want to see some sunshine. They get red, and then from there on they peel. No, no, not quite like that, but we have asked that question on the punters, mate, to a couple of – in the NT Racing Talk show to some uh, to some trainers. And, yeah, and that's a perfect example. Uh, Darwin, we know, is extremely humid, and we've often asked, do you have to train the horses a different way? Yes, you do. Uh, and do some handle it and some don't? Exactly the case. So – yeah, the humidity is up. Some may handle it on the day better than others. Rightio, uh, quickly before we let go, uh, tomorrow, where are we racing in Brisbane? We're racing at Doombin tomorrow. The track was a heavy nine this afternoon, and we may get some more rain. So we'll have to see what happens there. A couple of tips. Race one, number eight, uh, Taranaki, all set to win. Has some wet track form. Shouldn't be a problem. And race seven, number four, free carry for Tony Gollan. Just found the 1,800 metres too far last start. Back to 1,600 metres around Doombin far more suitable to stick with that one as well. So one, number eight, and seven, number four. I found my 800-metre walk to my car this morning a little bit too far as well. Oh, uh, next trip, I'll be looking for a much shorter distance too, Nelson. I well, think my walk was about three <laughs> times. That's why I was sweating like a pig when I got there. Gee, I... Oh, it was pretty bad. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Chances are you're about to lose for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Uh, go well, Nelson. Thanks, Jase. I'll chat to you later in the week. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. We're about to wrap it up. Uh, for twoies, I feel like a twoies or two drink responsibly. The Scorchers beat the Thunder last night by seven wickets. Five balls left. Uh, Ashton Agar spun the ball well, picking up a couple of wickets. Agar in the conversation for T20 World Cup in June, maybe. Put everyone in there. It doesn't matter. Uh, other spinners in contention, Todd Murphy, Chris Green, and Zampa, um, yeah, they're all in contention. I mean, Zampa will always be the first pick. Uh, Chris Green will possibly be there. Um, but I think you've probably got a better chance with Kuhneman as well. So I'd chuck Kuhneman in there, maybe even Swepson. The uh, spin twins from the Heat, they've been in sensational form this year. Um, by the way, just on that game last night, that pitch... That, 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 sorry, the, the, there's a bit of controversy around the pitch. Um, you can't just roll out a flat track everywhere. We saw an amazing game of cricket at the Gabba the other night. We had a, a, a seeming pitch. Had some rain and it came down to the last ball. Low total. It was a gripping game of cricket. So I, I'm more concerned by the people, the Thunder fans, that aren't actually turning up to games. There was bugger all crowd last night in Sydney. It was terrible. When every other place are packing it out, except for the Renegades. Um, tonight, Strikers uh, hosting the Hurricanes uh, in the Big Bash. Community update before we go, thanks to Firecoat. Be alert and prepared this bushfire season. Uh, not much going on the moment, just humid. No, st no fires around at the moment, but make sure you've got your, your fire plan ready to go in case of emergency. Visit qfest.queensland.gov.au. 
This community update, thanks to the new fire code, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions available from Bunnings Warehouse. We are done and dusted for another night. Back uh, tomorrow night. We'll catch you then. Goodbye. Goodbye.